Hey folks, in this episode of the podcast, I get to sit down with Walid Azami. He's a commercial photographer based in Los Angeles, California. This is Twit. Hey folks, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Frederick Van Johnson. You know, several times over the past year, I've done interviews where I speak with people that are walking the walk, as it were, talking the talk in photography, not just out there shooting, which is nothing wrong with that, but they're shooting and they've pushed the ball forward so that they're, they've built thriving businesses uh, based on what they know. And some, in some cases, go on to help and mentor other photographers to help them along the way and help them avoid some of the pitfalls and potholes that they, they encountered along the way. Walid Azami is one of those photographers that is doing all this stuff. I introduced him as a commercial photographer, but as we were saying in the green room before we started recording this thing, that's that's like, you know, saying that's a block of ice floating in the ocean, and meanwhile underneath there's an iceberg there. So Walid, welcome to This Week in Photo, my friend. How's it going? Thank you very much for having me, Frederick. It's going really good. Really good. Yeah, I feel like a little block. <laughs> but there, yeah, we'll, floating we'll, on the ocean. we'll talk what's underneath. Yeah, yeah, that's most of my days. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's kick it off with an introduction to to who you are and a little bit about you know how you know kind of the like, I like to say on the show the Spider Man radioactive spider story like the origin story like what what drove you into this crazy profession of capturing photos and then you know what's your official title because I introduced you as commercial photographer and I know you're so much more than that. Um, so yeah, when we did speak in the green room, it was that whole, wait, is your title this or this? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. like sometimes that, that question makes me pause, but, um, I am a commercial photographer who shoots some fashion and very fashionable clients. And I am a director. So I direct a lot of, um, documentary branded content commercials, and then also music videos. And then I'm also a commercial photographer. So I do a lot of um, no, I said that the first, I, I do creative direction also. Mm -hmm. So, um, client will come to me like a new company and will say, we just need a voice, help us go through this and voice for our marketing channels and our voice, a voice for our packaging and everything. So I'll put that together for them. And then the final one is I am a photo mentor. So for the past, I would say at this point, maybe seven and a half years. I've just been helping the photo community mostly like 95% for free um, because it's been a rough road. And I just want to make sure that we have like a safer and a smoother road for everybody else, especially, especially, especially gets people really upset when I bring this up, but everybody is welcome. I will help everybody and anybody. Um, but my, I'm a little bit more aware of black and brown and other marginalized populations because I know the gatekeepers, I know how they keep those gates and I know when they slam them, but I also know other ways in. So I've just really been dedicated to that too. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, the uh, there's so much to, to, to talk about in a conversation like this because you, someone like you who's, who's you know, an accomplished photographer in your own right, and I saw how you kind of glossed over that part about some of the names that you've worked with. I'm not going to put you on the spot. I'll put the names in the yeah. show notes here. Um, but you've worked with some names that everyone on the planet knows, right? And uh, I don't know if they're on your speed dial, but that in of itself is 
is very interesting, you know, and how that side, not so much shooting rich, beautiful, famous people, but how that business works. You know, I'm, I am really curious about how that works. Is it a, you, you know, is it, is it the Hollywood thing of you go to this party in Hollywood and then someone hires the photographer and the star falls in love with the photographer's work and now you're my photographer every day and now, you know, or is it more, is it less serendipitous than that? You know, I eat hard work. How did, how does that work? It's the, it's the latter, right? So yes, you could meet people at an event and um, you could meet people at an event and, and get to know them. But the reality that I have seen is this, the people who are in a position to hire you are working. They're not at these events. The people that are at these events tend to be the people pretending to be somebody, taking advantage of people that want to quote unquote, be somebody. That's their definition, not mine. I think everybody is somebody. So I never went to those things, but I practice things like when I teach photographers now, saying as a photo mentor, um, I teach them different ways because when the masses go through one door, I want to teach people to go through the side doors. And so you don't need to go to these parties. I have a certain pattern that I teach people to reach out and it works for me. It's a numbers game. And I have, that's what I try to teach them. So that's how I booked my jobs. Like even like, okay, that's Usher right there. Um, you know, working with them, but really what they're looking for is yes, they're looking for good work. That should be just the bar. Right. But they also want to see, can they trust you? Um, do you have opinions? Do you have opinions and do you have opinions? And um, for <laughs> in a good way or a bad way, like, do they do they want you to have opinions, but keep them to yourself or do they want? I need the photographer that doesn't give me his opinions yeah. or do they want you to have an opinion? <laughs> I think, OK, good question. I think at, at the fastest way to kill your career, is surround yourself by yes people. So the really, really smart ones bring people and they listen to their opinions. But you got to like, like really curate who is around you. So I like you because your contribution is you came from this world. I like you because you're political. I like you because you love fashion. And then you just listen to these people and you treat them well. And so they want to know, do you have an opinion? If not, then they can just give a camera to any, any circus clown and say, here, push the button. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing, right? So the, but unpacking that, that's kind of a, it's almost like a game, right? The gamification of making money with your camera, right? You the rules that like brought up the, the rules that black and brown people have to play by are different than the rules that other people have to deal with and play by. But the problem is nobody has those rules written down anywhere. So the only way that you can learn those rules is to walk on the landmines right and then see where they were you've walked on a lot of those landmines i'm guessing and lived to tell the tale and now you're you're spilling the beans on where the landmines are so in this interview spill the beans on a couple of them you know <laughs> um for are you talking about in particular for like black and brown yeah yeah absolutely too yeah 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 just in minorities or or communities that are you know, that, that start after everyone else or are running the race with a backpack full of lead, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, listen, I think that as the politics aside, I, like I said earlier, people get really mad when you bring out the obvious, but 
maybe you gotta ask yourself why that makes you upset. That's a separate, you know, unpacking you have to do on your own. But for yeah. me, it's about, um, I have noticed from record labels to ad agencies, to private clients, to uh, the general attitude always has been opportunity is payment enough because we got you out of there. You know, we got you out of the ghetto. We got you out of poverty. And so uh, that's one thing that I always tell my students is um, no, no, no. Opportunity is just like that cherry on top. But like you need to get paid. You need to get paid your full wage. Um, and, you know, if I could tell something to every marginalized population is there aren't that many of you. So your opinion has a lot more value because of that. If we're just going to place supply and demand, then your opinion is really, really important. You should be charging a lot for that. Um, and so what exact way are you looking for like an exact tip or yeah, my, my train of thought just sure. No, no. Like, you know, just like, you know, for example, you know, you, you've, when you were coming up and you hit a brick wall, right or you had some some circumstance where it was because of the content of melanin in your skin right or some other aspect of your personality or being that that person unjustifiably didn't like and because of that they threw up a, a wall that you had to somehow overcome how did you overcome that like how did you how did you what was the circumstance and then how did you get through it okay okay well, and be as obtuse as be as obtuse as you want to be, so they don't give away any names or yeah. businesses or anything. <laughs> exactly. I was like, um, <laughs> it rhymes with <laughs> um they would never be so honest with you. You have to read between the lines, right? But uh, what has really helped me, and I'll say this to any creative artist of any color, any gender, anything. If you don't listen to your gut instincts or your intuition, you're dead. You're like a 747 taken off with two engines, if that's even possible. You, that is your peak. You could, that is like, you are so limited to everything. So I rely on my instincts on everything. Uh, the Asian in this room feels good. It doesn't feel good. You know, um, so I would say to anybody, you know, we pay so much attention to the newest light from Aperture. We are great brand. But we pay so much attention to the newest tripod or this or that. But we don't study the person holding that camera. And that has been a, I don't want to call it a trade secret, but that has been one of my biggest, biggest ingredients in my success is that I listen to my instincts. When something doesn't feel good, no matter how much money I walk out of it, out of that situation, if something feels good, even if it's not the full budget, and I may have to say no to a job, that is a slightly bigger budget, I will go with what feels best. And that's what I've, that's why I've been able to get some of the clients like Kanye and Usher and Mariah Carey, Christina Aguilera, Bernie Sanders, Madonna, uh, uh, Jennifer Lopez, all these people. Um, see, I could name drop them in, in a sentence, but I can't. And that's great. And I'm going to ask you how they found you yeah. too. So continue. <laughs> sure. Um, but I went on instincts. And if I didn't go on instincts, I would never have, I can give you, ex I could almost give you exact scenarios of every single person, how I got that job based on instincts. And, and so you'll get a lot of, thank God, at least, um, men are opening up more to like energy manifestation, everything like that. But, 
Um, I Everything that you have seen on my portfolio and my website, hopefully by the time this airs, the redesign is done. <laughs> Every single thing you've seen in my portfolio has been written down on a piece of paper first before they even knew I existed. Every single one of them. Manifestation works. Manifestation works with in conjunction with whatever faith you have or you don't have. Um, so that I, I follow law of attraction. I fo I manifest. I follow my energy. When energy tells me get out of this room, I will say no to that job. I will say no to um, situations that at first seem like like a nugget of gold, but you find out later it's golden handcuffs, and you're like, hell no. Um, yeah, so but, but on that though, on that on that though, well, I mean, with like having having that sort of you know, spidey sense or sixth sense to, to be like, okay, I got to get out of here. This is, this is, I, I, I'm not seeing, I'm not getting good energy from this situation. So I'm going to bounce and go somewhere else. Um, but the, the, it's more, it's more three dimensional than that. Right. Cause the other side of it is you got, you know, a worst case scenario, crying baby at home that needs diapers and formula. Right. So you got to add that eating crow calculus into the overall you know, equation, right? I'm so, so glad you said that. I was just talking to a friend of mine, Zach, the other day about this. Um, I would, he, he does real estate photography and video in Phoenix, Arizona. And he's like, this client wants to pay me. Like it was some ridiculous amount. It was so insulting. You're like, just call the police. It's that insulting, you know? And I said, don't do it. And he actually does have a family at home. And I said, the thing is, is that, Another thing I've learned in business is they talk. It's a very, very small community, no matter what type of photography you do. You know, if you think about it in high school, um, we knew exactly who the druggies were. We knew exactly who was a little bit overly friendly, like loose. We knew exactly who had a temper, who was going to get in a fight. We knew all these things because we all talk because we're humans. So I think that when it's time to take a job that is low paying, I would say get out of your industry and go do something else. If you have to do Uber Eats, go do that. But the reason why I say it's such a small industry is, let's just say your rate is $2,000 for something. And somebody comes in and lowballs you at the worst time, a time where you need it. And they say, I'm gonna give you 500 bucks. Mm -hmm. Instead of taking that $500, and destroying your reputation in that industry, go deliver food, go do Uber or Lyft, because it's a different kind of a job. But what you're not doing is dirtying up the bathwater of your industry, because people, once you drop from $2,000 to 500 bucks, word is going to spread so fast, you cannot even contain it. So it's a great way to ruin your reputation. So if you want to do wedding photography, if you want to do uh, headshots or portraits, Stay at your rate. If someone is destroying your rate, but you have to take it because you just got to like humble down and say, I need it, go do a different kind of job. Otherwise, you just stuck a cheap bulk discount type of label on you. And to shed that off is going to take probably 10 times more effort. Yeah, it's all about building that brand, right? So, and, yeah, and it, do building, it. yeah, building the brand. Um, I mean, you can always, not always, but in some cases, it might be relatively simple to reinvent and 
reinvent your brand and go out. So yeah, I missed, I burned that bridge over there. So now I'm going to pivot and do this thing where nobody really, you know, knows who I am, but that's a pain in the butt, especially if that's where your talents lie and you, you burn up those yeah. bridges over there. Yeah. There, there, there's so much there. So let, let's get into the brass tacks a little bit and, and talk about sure. the stuff that, that you're doing to help photographers along the way. So you're doing, you mentioned in the green room that you're, you're doing some mentoring type type services for photographers. Tell me how that came about. Cause you don't, you know, we don't, we don't go through school or come up saying one day I'm going to mentor people. That's my, you know, you kind of, you're guided into it some way. How, how did you get into it? I think it's very true, Frederick. Um, how I got into it was this, is that, and this is really important that photographers know yes i've had a lot of success in my career but in that middle point right down the middle um i was insufferable i nobody hired me um i went almost broke and i put my camera down for eight months and that's really important that i want people to know that you can rise back up from the ashes right but the reason why I started what I'm doing is during that chapter of feeling really, really sorry for myself, I opened like a 5,000 square foot studio in downtown LA and I thought, okay, be thankful, be happy. You did some record covers, you did some magazines, you did some slabs, it's game over. This is more than, see how you start talking yourself out of your dreams, right? Mm -hmm. This is more than a lot of people get the opportunity to do. I knew I wasn't done, but I was trying to sell myself this lie. And so what I had done was I rented this 5,000 square foot studio warehouse and I built it by hand, me, YouTube, and like a toolbox of tools basically. And I turned this into a photo studio for rent. And I was very, very unhappy, very depressed, very sad, very angry at everything. And I had fired my agent and I had fired the PR firm that they had hired. And there was a manager who was working with me. Everybody was done. And um, I, I share the bad news again because I just want people to realize that this is real life and they made me do things, but it's my fault ultimately because I did it. They're like, shoot more like him, shoot more like her, try to do this. And, uh, and it just started like watering down my whole brand and everything snowballed downhill. But at some point while building the studio, I was like, you know what? Enough, enough is enough. You can like, 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 like bitch and moan. I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm allowed to say those words, but like, you oh, yeah. bitch and moan about internet's not regulated yet. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> I know oh, yet. Um, <laughs> but you can like bitch and moan about things and then what, who cares? Nobody cares. Or you can go be an answer. So I started an Instagram account secretly. And at the time it was called how to photograph, but now it's my name, Walid Tarazami. And I was helping photographers and it was this pure rage from inside of, I don't like how they treated me here. I don't like how they try to screw me over in the contract there. I don't like how they try to steal my copyrights over there. Um, and also the good stuff. And I started just giving tips and that community grew and grew and grew to tens of, th tens of thousands of followers. So that's where it started from. It literally came from, no one is going to do this to another artist the way they treated me. Yeah, that is that is fantastic. What a great story. That's that's a that's a superhero origin story, right? Um, so here, put on put on your mentoring hat, and sure. So here's a scenario, 
and I'm going to paint a picture. I want to see what your your response to this is. So the photographers, whether whatever marginalized group they they happen to belong to, whether they're you know marginalized because of black or brown skin, because of gender or pronoun or gay, lesbian, trans status, whatever, right? Whatever the marginalized yeah. group that is kind of put on the sidelines because of that thing that they have no control over. So those people that are that also happen to love photography, what happens and what do you say to those people that are looking at, you know, I'm speaking particularly of the United States because that's where I live in California. Yeah. So in the United States, that those groups of people saying, you know what, why should I even bother? Right. Why should I even bother? Why should I even try to run this race and make a go of this because of all these roadblocks in the way I could just go do something where you know, no one sees me, I'll be an architect or some, you know, I'll be something where the, I, it's harder to marginalize me based on factors I can control. What do you say to those people that are like, I love photography, but too much, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to enter that with a backpack full of lead. I want to, I want to start running at the same rate that everyone else runs. How do you mentor those folks to move forward? I have a lot to say about that, but I just want to say I love the fact that we all use architects as the boring career. I don't know what they did. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, but we do. I do myself too. I'm like, oh, I mean, I could just be an architect. And I was like, what did they do? You know, that all of us use them as an example. Yeah. I would say to anybody who feels why bother, um, I think you're selfish if you don't bother. And I think you are selfish. If you don't start your business, now I'll go into it. You know, I do not have the gift of abbreviation, so I'll go into it. Um, you're selfish if you don't start your business. You're selfish if you don't um, follow your dreams. Really, you're selfish because no other time in history can we um, have access to so many different careers and opportunities. Like the, the internet has democratized everything. But that's not number one reason why you're selfish. I think that... Um, well, you are selfish if you're not treating yourself to your dreams, right? And I know that that's very easier said than done. But really, the reason why I keep going on back to selfish is this. Right now, put yourself, put me side by side, same light, same camera, same lens. Like I literally hand you the same camera, same model, same playlist of music. There is no way I can photograph the way that you can photograph. There's just no way. Uh, yep. What... What you will photograph, I couldn't reach in my wildest dreams. And why would I want to? Because I'm Walid, you are Frederick, right? Yep. So with that being said, even physically, we have different fingerprints. I mean, we, we use that because all of us are so uniquely different. So when you don't start your business, if photographers and videographers and all that, if you thought of yourself as a solution or a remedy to an ailment and not as a physical product that you're trying to hawk out there, you would understand why this is selfish. Right now, let's just say there is a food photographer out there and let's say she is not sure, but she loves taking pictures of her meals and she goes to restaurants and all that. And in her city, in her town, there is a mother and father who put their kids to bed every night exhausted bathe them, put them to bed, and then they're in the kitchen trying to figure out recipes because maybe they'll one day save enough money or they've saved enough money and they want to start a little restaurant. 
that mom and pop shop does not want my photography. They want that person right now that is listening. They want their photography. When I just directed a video for um, Universal Records, Tiziano Ferro is like one of the biggest stars in Italy. He needed my artistry to push that song to the next level. It is number one right now in Brazil, number one in Italy. He has sold out 14 nights across Italy, 40 to 50,000 per night. This song is also going to help him in some other business arrangements. He needed me to step up and say, I, I can direct. I hope I'm not going all over the place, but we are here to good. serve. And I think, and it's a beautiful role that we get to serve other humanity. And any, any clown can have a camera, but nobody has your vision, your exact taste. And by not starting, you are holding the remedy from somebody's ailment. Yeah. Somebody wants to start that restaurant. And they're like, I guess I can go here, but it's not that perfect match. And because you think that you're, and it's selfish because you are valuing your ego more than helping fellow mankind. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. And yeah. And it's, it's having the courage to push through that, that boundary and, and recognize that statement. I, don't, I think a lot of photographers probably don't even, don't even recognize that, that it's a responsibility to share your to share your gift it's not it's 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 a privilege and a responsibility at the same time it is not like you know an optional thing for true artists right it's not an optional thing where you know i just i build ships in a bottle in my spare time but i can take it or leave or i like to build lego to release you know but i could take it or leave it if you know it's not like that it's something completely different you know, um, I wanted to sort of wrap this up on just the the ideal of personal style. We talked a you talked a fair amount about yeah. being true to yourself, being true to your style, and all that. So, how do you, if someone is whether they're established and still not sure that they this is the kind of art you know or the technique or genre of photography they should be playing in, um, or a new person that knows the fundamentals and the the science and technicalities and to, you know all that stuff of photography but they don't know what their look is they or even their genre right i i sometimes i like landscape sometimes i like taking pictures of people sometimes macro you know yeah. how do you how do you find out who you are as an artist in order to double down on that and get good at it you have really good questions um i think that uh, if somebody is my student and they're saying, okay, I want to make money from photography, I tell them to niche down, niche down, niche down. There's a, there's like a wave of people saying, don't listen, you know, don't niche down. Don't listen to them. Google them. They don't know what they're doing. Niche down because people are willing to pay way more money for it. Okay. But when I tell you to niche down, I'm saying to what you are front facing the public with. That's your website. That's your portfolio shoot whatever you want but in the beginning right now if somebody is like i think i want to do photography and you buy a camera first of all buy the cheap cameras buy the used cameras i got usher, i got this photo of usher right behind me a billboard for his world tour was on the canon 40d when i first started that's a camera that's not even considered a professional camera his single cover for uh dj got us fall in love with pitbull was shot with a 30 or $40 Holga camera. It's plastic from Urban Outfitters at the Brea Mall in Orange County. 
Okay. Crazy. So it's like, but people are paying for your unique eye, right? I would say if you want to find out what that unique eye is, um, shoot everything for three months. Please give yourself that grace and be patient with yourself like you would with a child learning how to walk. You wouldn't snap at that child and say, what's wrong with you? Why don't you have a style? Why don't you have a certain swagger yet? Right. You mm -hmm. let them fall over and over and every single time you cheer for them and like, yay, good job, all that. What I would love for someone to do if you don't know what your style is, because your style is what's going to get you paid the big bucks. If you don't know what it is, shoot everything, every single thing you can imagine for three months. Every single time you shoot, have a conversation with yourself and say, what did I like? What did I not like? And instead of trying to find what you like, let's start cutting away at what doesn't inspire you, what doesn't excite you. And eventually you're going to be left with a few things that really, really get you excited, that has made it cut after cut after cut. That's how you find your style. And then find yourself an honest friend with good taste. Gotta have two, uh, the, the two traits for the same person. A good friend, an honest friend with good taste and say, what do you see about my work? Yeah. And so I yeah. did that when I first started. I was like, what do you guys see about my work? And my friend Javier was like, uh, there's a lot of grain. The contrast is very, very heavy. Like, look at this of our shirt. Like, the blacks are black. The whites are white. You don't live in the gray. And I'm like, oh, I was doing that without really knowing. I was just shooting everything. And sometimes you need somebody in your life that you trust that's not afraid to hurt your feelings from love. And they will tell you everything you do is blank. I notice everything has a through line with it because of this. Start running, start now um, going in that direction. After you've eliminated 90% of the styles of photography that don't excite you anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a trick that I would tell people to do. That's great. And can I add one more to that? Yeah, please go for it. Please stop with the latest and greatest bullshit. Please stop. You got to understand that every brand, they're not bad people. Every single brand in the world relies on the consumer base to be insecure, to continue selling product. They're good people, but they have to keep selling product. So they'll give you incremental advancements for maximum price, you know, uh, jumps. Yes. Mm -hmm. But that that latest and greatest there's so many photographers that ask me the fastest way for me to find out someone's a pro photographer is they ask me about my gear yeah. but now i have seen some incredible photographers like randy st nicholas david la chapelle you know um these huge names they're working on 10 year old cameras they don't give a damn what they got and so stop going broke stop trying to figure out which lut is going to make you the superstar photographer which lens, which lighting, because you end up buying so much stuff. Please invest in the person holding the camera. That's the difference between you and a six-figure plus income. It, it is. That's the secret. Yeah. 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 That's really well said because, you know, I, to put even an even finer point on that, it's we live in the iPhone generation right now, right? And the I would argue with 
zero hesitation that any image coming out of my iPhone, and granted it's iPhone 14, but even the uh, yeah. 13 to 12, 11, whatever, um, coming out of one of these modern phones, iPhone or other, is vastly superior to any photography, mostly lenses notwithstanding, that I could do with my old Canon 10D back in the day, which was, I don't know, $1,500 new to, to that something. It was crazy expensive for that little postage stamp size thing that you can get. No computational photography, no, you know, super fast autofocus, a million frames per second, none of that stuff. But, you know, and now you fast forward to now with these mobile phones. So I think the point is, like, to your point, photographers, the excuse of not having a great camera is no longer an excuse, period. I mean, no zero, you know, it, or even if you're a film, a, a, a filmmaker, an aspiring filmmaker, same deal, right? It used to be you needed X, you needed Y, you needed avid studio or media composer this and all in the hard drives and raids and all that stuff to make it all happen just to edit a clip. Now you can do it on your phone while you're in traffic. <laughs> right? Raids. I have not heard that word in a while. Um, yeah, you're absolutely correct. It's it's just if I don't I know that we're low on time. If no, I no, could we're just good. say one thing to to photographers and directors and videographers and all that, you got to understand your power. The minute you understand your power, you um you're unstoppable. And like when I say I, I focus on really helping marginalized populations, but everybody, like there's nobody turned away unless you're an ass, you know? No one has turned away. And just you being trans, you being uh, Muslim, Jewish, uh, 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 black, whatever, that gives you such a unique perspective. That is your power. You know, you bring a certain culture that people cannot bring. But in general, to photographers, you cannot launch a record without our work. You cannot launch movie posters or streaming Netflix. You cannot uh, sell merchandise at a tour. You cannot launch a product, whether it's beauty or food. You cannot open a restaurant without photographs. You cannot relaunch a career on LinkedIn without a nice photo. You cannot relaunch your personal life on any of the dating apps after a bad breakup or a divorce without the work of a photographer. You cannot document the life of your family, uh, the newborn, um, you know, holidays without a photographer. You can't launch a clothing brand. You cannot relaunch a clothing brand. You cannot, you know, I mean, you can't do a, a presidential campaign. You cannot move policy without photojournalists uh, telling a story that mainstream media isn't ever brave enough to tell. You can't do anything without the photographer or the videographer or the director. When you understand your power, you know how to build for that power. What they have done is a lot of your clients in general, they're great people. And you see them on the street, you wave hi and all that. But they, even if they come to you for free work, even if they come to you for discounted work, they see your potential. They see your power. That's why they're coming to you. They just hope that you never uh, see your own power. That's when they have to pay the full price. So I'm just here to remind people 
how incredibly powerful you are and to wake up because the consumer base, whether they're paying you full rate, half rate or no rate, when they contact you, they already saw your potential. They already saw how great you were. They just hope you never find out how great you are. Yeah. Definitely. Very well said. Very well said. Yeah. And on the, on that gear thing. Yeah. You're absolutely right. My background is in marketing and you're absolutely right. That's where marketers play on the insecurity or, you know, for the most part, I'm generalizing, not all companies are the same in sure. terms of their values or, you know, all that stuff. But for, you know, particularly high ticket item photography gear that's searching yeah. for the next way to justify going back to the customer base and asking for more money, right? Usually that manifests yep. as additional services like, oh, you can sign up for our professional services program or incremental features in the device. No longer are we seeing radical kind of disruptive camera releases or software in a lot of ways. You remember back in the day when Adobe or it was it was a huge deal when a new version of Photoshop came out because it had some kind of new magic in it that was going to let us do something like layers. Oh my God, do you know what this means? <laughs> and now we don't get that. We get bug fixes, you know, we get bug fixes and then surcharges for the bug fixes basically, right? That's it. You're paying for a new logo or something like that. I mean, like you're right. We have come along. Do you remember alleged, I'm joking for legal reasons, but do you remember like maybe meeting some guy from Craigslist in a park because you bought Final Cut Pro from him. <laughs> Some guy you knew, right? <laughs> Some guy on Craigslist that had like six CD-ROMs and like, he works, right? You sure? Yeah. <laughs> um, again, I'm just I'm just joking for legal reasons, but... Um, <laughs> it's satire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Like, to your point, we've come a long, long way. So now, if they were really going to be honest with you, they would have said... Like the iPhone, um, you're get, you're only getting 20 minutes more battery time. That's literally the difference between a 13 or 14. So, I mean, I know there's a few more things, but it's not yeah, that much yeah. of a difference. Right. Yeah. 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 No, and I, I, I've, I've like a, like a loyal drone, I've upgraded my phone every single time. And <laughs> it's almost like, I'm like, Apple, why don't you just put me on a subscription, you know, and just let me just pay and just send me the phones when they come out. We'll call it even there. Um, but it's, every you know, time? you know, they would do that. You know, they would totally do that. Just pay us X dollars a month and you get everything we make, everything on Apple TV, every game in on Apple games, every new phone that comes out, you get it before everybody else gets it. And now you just pay this, what this much money a month. That's it. Done. You're going to pay it anyway. Here's the math. I can see the slide at, at, at one of their presentations with the math of how it works out. <laughs> they, they own us. They own us. Yeah, yeah, you're you're on a subscription whether you like it or not. If you like something, um, but yeah, there's so much you can do do these days. And yeah, right, marketers marketers do play in those gaps of making you think. You know, this is like you would fit into that, right? If you want to shoot, like you know, you want to you want to create photographs and be Walid Azami, right? Then you need to do what he does. So he shoots with this camera. He carries these three lenses around with him. He likes this lighting system. He blah, 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 blah. So people that follow you and are fans of yours in order to be close to what you're doing, or at least point themselves in your direction, it's easy to just buy your stuff. And now I'm Waleed. <laughs> and, and they're just selling the dream where I'm just trying to sell them like 
this is the hustle, how it's done. But and that's why even on my YouTube channel, a point like I won't talk much about, yeah, I finally bought a Canon R6, but I had the 5D Mark II for 12 years. I, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sorry, you know, I don't, I don't, why do I need to, I, I've, I haven't been happy with Canon's behavior anyways, but, um, but, um, it, I try to talk more about, hey, I just shot Jennifer Lopez and I shot her with this light I made from Home Depot. Like, I'm hoping to inspire people like, man, please don't go broke because that way the car never leaves the garage. You never reach your final destination. Yeah. Yeah. So good. You got to come back on. Make it on. You got to come back on the podcast and we got to because there's so much stuff on the list that I wanted to talk about. I wanted I wanted to dive into iPhone. I want to talk about artificial intelligence you know, and the law, the tech, the technology and the law around it. So all these things we have to, we have to continue this. This is a, it's a great, a great conversation. I would love to. Thank you. You're like, he's a loose cannon. Let's get him on. <laughs> <laughs> this guy will say anything. <laughs> I'll say anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's, what's, what's next for you, Waleed? Where, where, what's, what projects are you working on and where, where can people go to keep up with the work that you're doing and, and otherwise stay in touch. Sure. Um, number one, thank you for having me. I had a great time and I would love to come back. Uh, number two, I am, so you can find me at walidazami.com and I don't know if you link or not, but it's W-A-L-I-D-A-Z-A-M-I.com. And then my socials are all there on Instagram, on TikTok, I'm on YouTube. And what I'm working on next is I am directing a concert film for that same Italian artist for Tiziano Ferro. Um, the cool videos in the backdrops. Just did another music video for him besides that. Um, and I'm also launching a photo mentor program, which is going to be a monthly subscription where I realize there's so much information on how do you do something, the technical aspect all over YouTube. But a lot of people just need guidance, a coach, a mentor. And so it's going to be monthly Zoom meetings. You know, there's a private discord. There's like uh, an important lesson we're learning every month. And it's just something that is on a subscription program. But it's, it's I consider it tech support for your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's Apple Care. Just yeah. not as expensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's genius bar. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the genius bar is so cute every time i go to the apple store there's one like my office downtown la right down the street and it's always elderly and they're learning how to use iMovie and i think it's the cutest thing you've ever seen everything like, yeah how does he do that I'm yeah that's amazing my grandson makes those kind of films <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah oh man that's great all right well cool we'll leave it right there man thank you thanks for taking the time this afternoon to come on and chat um i feel like you're you're one of those you're one of those people there's every now and then there's one there's a person that comes along where you could just talk for three hours four hours and still not scratch the surface um, so we're going to, we're going to have to continue scratching the surface over the next, you know, the, the remainder of the year, if you're available. I, I would love that. I, I want to connect more with the photo community. And if there's anything particular next time, it's like, Hey, let's only focus on pricing or let's only yeah. whatever you want. I'm here. I want to make sure we help as many people as possible. And I love that you have a podcast like this, that's serving the community. I think service is the best.
Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. All right, man. We'll leave it right there. Have a good rest of your day. Walid Azami. Uh, you're, you were fantastic, man. Thank you. We'll see you next time. This is Twitter.